0: Kieran Doody and welcome to episode 11 of Blue Noise, the dedicated Birmingham City podcast brought to you by us here at Birmingham Live. This week we have a special guest for you and it's none other than celebrity Blue Nose and Peaky Blinders creator Stephen Knight. Graham Brown travelled down to London to catch up with Steve. Fresh from the final day drama we saw at St Andrews, it saw Blue survive in the championship. We get his thoughts on Blue's boss Gary Monk, The Owners and of course her growing up in Small Heath inspired the BBC hit drama. Anyway, that's enough from me, let's hear from the man himself. Enjoy!
1: OK, Steve, so thank that yep. you so much for, for joining us today. No problem. Can you talk so, us through, so, so we saw you in the, in the, uh, at St Andrews over there, can you tell us when it all began with you and Blues, what were your kind of earlier memories of with the
2: club? Yeah, I mean, I've been going since I was six, and, I mean, both, all grandparents on both sides were Blues fans. <laughs> um, my granddad, my, one of my uncles has got a postcard that my granddad on my dad's side sent from, I think it was the Somme Passion Day, First World War. Before they went over, they were given a card in case they died to give a message to their loved ones. And it, he wrote, the first thing he wrote is, give the Blues a shout for me. <laughs> that was the first thing he wrote. So, I mean, it was in the family, so I've, we've always been Blues fans. My dad took me when I was six. I've got lots of brothers and sisters. We all used to go with the uncles and used to get two vans, used to take all of us there, and it was brilliant. And
1: who were the kind of players of your
2: era? Harriet in Gold, Fraser Martin... Wiley Foster Beard, um, Thwaites, Vowden, Thompson, Hockey on the wing, and I can't remember who was in, would have been inside right, I uh, I so can't remember who that was. But that was the first team That I was your saw. team? Yeah.
1: And what, how do you feel, uh, the, the fondness you have for that team, how does that compare to the team that's, that's just, just crept up now? <laughs> well,
2: I mean, if they played each other, I'm sure the team now would win, because in them days, they used to like a drink and <laughs> all, arrive on the bus and all that. Um, but no, I mean, that for some reason that team is imprinted and obviously Francis came along later and all of that. So,
1: Have you got a particular <coughs> fondest memory as a Blues fan oh. as you look back across the time? What, what, what would spring out?
2: Well, I mean, obviously League Cup final, because uh, we all went, the whole family, extended family, we all went to that and it, it was great because I've forced the kids to be Blues fans. Um, And at last, they had so much to shout about, you know. So that was brilliant. But I mean, other memories going back when I was a kid, getting to Sheffield Wednesday when we got promotion, Francis scored the winner. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bad memories Man City, we went when we played Fulham, 75 in the semi final and lost. Um, But many memories. I mean, when, when I was a kid, we all used to go and everybody would have sixpence on the first scorer between us. And the smell of beer, cigarettes, and chewing gum. Just take me back to the match.
1: I guess because uh, the, like, <coughs> the way you're kind of nostalgic about blues and the, the way you've created a kind of nostalgic Brummie TV
2: show. Yeah,
0: yeah. Are there any
1: parallels between the two? Has there ever been a, a bit of time where you cleaved a blues reference in there? Are there any oh, inspirations yeah, yeah.
2: From that, from the club? Oh, yeah. I do that. Oh, really? often, yeah. I do that Yeah, yeah. But I mean, because obviously it's, the, it's that area and uh, it's completely tied in with Small Heath and Boardsley. So there's bound to be blues references. And the very first episode, the pub was full of blues fans. Yeah. Um, and in the series I'm writing now, the fifth series, there's a football element, which you'll see. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. A blues element.
1: Uh, oh, Crockett. Can you tell us any more no. about no. It? no, well, that's, 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 that's understandable. Uh, so what are your thoughts on Gary Monk? He's a popular boy at the moment.
2: Fantastic. I mean, if he's part of it, We've had so many new eras... Uh, and this is another one, but he seems to be smart, he seems to be dedicated, he's got control, I think, which is important, and I'm just hoping next season we'll be challenging for playoffs or automatic. I'm always optimistic. Have like, you met him? So, I mean, I've no, I've, I've met most... Be, before, by chance, I was sponsoring the match programme twice and then found out it was the new manager. It was That was oh, for yeah. yeah Cottrell and for... Um, Zola. So I met both of them, and I met Gary Rowett, uh, but I haven't met Gary Monk yet, and I've, I've sent him, uh, you know, good wishes and all of that.
1: And what about that? So, so I mean, Monk is almost as popular as Cottrell is unpopular with Blues, I don't remember. Yeah. Do, you, do you have much to do with the last few, Cottrell, Redknapp and blah, did you have much to do with them, how did you find them?
2: No, I met Harry Redknapp, he was a uh, peaky fan. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people in football, funnily enough, are really into it, so... I found out Mourinho was a big fan and, and um, yeah, Gary Neville and, um, what's his name? Phil Neville. Uh, and Ryan Giggs. Uh, and Ryan Giggs. Yeah. Oh, really? Came to the set and they said, oh, we love it, we love it. And they, I said, how did you start watching it? And he said, um, who's the Palace manager, ex England manager? Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson told him to, or didn't tell him to, suggested that they <laughs> watch it. Yeah, no. So, so it's. it's Footballers seem to like it, which is great.
1: And have any of these footballers been trying to, to influence you to get to get a part in the show? Yes. Which ones? Can't tell you.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's only proper if I see Ryan Giggs in Peaky Blinders.
2: No, mixed no. no I, well, I, I mean, funnily enough, a lot of people want part. I mean, actors approach us because they want to be in it, which is fantastic. But I try and avoid placing a celebrity. Do you know what I mean? Saying one line because it just kills everything. I yeah. Think.
1: No, I think I can understand um, So what about uh, Can you think can you now, can, the, with the now we, Obviously we've got the transfer winner Just over here now Yeah Who's got to do some business What do you think they, what, what kind of player Do you think they need to sign Have you got anyone in mind You'd like to see
2: Well I mean The cynic would say We need a goalie A couple of full backs <laughs> Midfielders A strike and all of that but, um, No I mean I think The way that Monk Had him playing I mean there's a talk That we might have a ban On transfers or something Isn't there Yeah and I think if that, the worst were to happen and we had to keep those players, I think he'd make a fist of it because I think he's got them playing really well. I think Magoma's playing brilliantly now. It'd mm-hmm. um, be nice to have somebody who naturally scores goals. Um, but it's the same old story with Blues. You know, we ain't got the money, so we've got to do what we can. And hopefully we're bringing people through from the youth as well. And
1: you get anything
2: to do with the owners? Obviously, they spend spent no. money. No, I mean, i You know, I've... I try not to get involved at that level, because for me, I mean, they're doing, doing what they do and they're spending money, which is great, but for me, the club isn't the owner, the club isn't the manager, because they'll move on, the club isn't the grand, even people move ground, it's not even the kit, you know, because that changes, the club is the fans, it's the supporters, and so, you know, when I'm at the ground, I'm standing in the same place, my granddad stood my dad, my mum, you know, all of the relatives, uncles and everything. So for me, it's like, it's a, it's a, it sounds really corny to say family, but it's like a loyalty to something that's intangible. Yeah, I
1: absolutely understand that. So so with that in mind, is there any prospect, you get things like, Gary Unica fr- fronting a bid for a Leicester Roll Ride. Right? So are we ever going to be writing Stephen Wright is front, fronting a, a consortium buying bonuses? No,
2: it? I, I, it's not something I'd want to get involved in because it's obviously it's a, a super rich man's game. Do you know what I mean? You need a, enormous amount of money. And also, it's like a lot of things. It's like a political career, it almost always ends in failure. <laughs> the owner always becomes unpopular, yeah. even at successful clubs. You know, as a Blues fan, you look at some place like Arsenal and you think, what are you moaning about?
1: Him? I was just, just sort of making this point, actually, to Scott before. the you know, Tony Jarr at, at Villa who seems to really love all this like him to sign into science. But it's cost him a quarter of a billion pound to do that. And if anything goes wrong, you will still get his window bricked at some stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, the, in, in terms of the current Blues squad, if you had to cast one of their players in Peaky Blinders, which one would it be?
2: Um... Hotter. Oh really?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I, could, I could see Did that. See it?
2: Yeah, I, I could see you being the sort of the. You know, when someone's a gangster and they're small, you think, oh my god, they must have something because <laughs> they're not big, you know. So yeah, hotter. He's got that
1: brooding medicine. Yeah, in exactly. Way yeah. Um, and what have you ever taken any inspiration from blues into the club? And I can give you some instances. It strikes me that Arthur is quite like Paul Robinson. Um, and... <laughs> Ah, yeah. And Grace had a bit of the Robbie
2: Savage about her as well. Grace is uh, Robbie Savage. You, um, you have, you, has there
1: ever been an instance where, where, where those two have met?
2: Have met? <laughs> no, not really. Uh, I saw a great thing on the um, on the internet where, before the Villa match, somebody had done a mock-up and put Tommy Shelby standing on, leaning on the goalpost, waiting for a corner. And I sent it to Killian. He said, if only they knew how crap I am at football. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you
2: think Thomas Shelby would make a good manager? Yes, he he would. I think that's exactly what you need, that sort of ruthlessness. Yes. They'd have to cut out the fags and the booze, but, uh, yeah. Well, maybe yeah. not, maybe not. And some of the murders, I guess. Yeah, least, yeah. yeah exactly.
1: So, talk so. <laughs> so, so about, about Peggy Blinders. Obviously, we are out, we're buried in top. we're read by, by, by Bromley. so you may have told this one before. I just wanted to take you back a little bit to, uh, to your kind of inspiration to Peggy Blinders, the stories that you've kind of heard yeah. and, and so on. I mean, could you just talk us through your influences in the city and how that's become what this is? Yeah,
2: I mean, my mum was a bookies runner when she was a kid in Small Heath, because they used, because gambling off track was illegal, and so, but everybody gambled, and they used. So my mum would walk down little Green Lane with a basket of washing, and people would come with a code name written on a piece of paper, the name of the horse and the odds and the coin, and wrap it up and drop it in as they walked past. So, and my dad's uncles were, and in spite of what people say in the history books about there were no peaky blinders after 1910 and all of that. My dad, my uncles, everybody who was around at the time, his uncles were the Sheldons. And for some reason, at the very beginning, the BBC wouldn't let us use that name, so I changed it as Shelby. But the Sheldons were bookmakers, and they were my dad's uncles, and he knew them as the Peaky Blinders. Everybody called them the Peaky Blinders.
1: So do you have, with that in mind, is there someone, is there a person you have in mind that he's Tommy
2: Shelby. Sort person. of. I, I tell you what, and it sounds as if it's not much of a um, source material, but it is for me. It is my dad, when he was little, he said he was about eight years old, no shoes or anything, and his his dad gave him a message written down. We might even have been a bed, I suppose. Um, and he ran through the streets with this message, terrified because he told him to go and give him to the Sheldons, the Peaky Blinders. He said he knocks on the door, door opens, smell of booze and cigarettes. He said he walked in, so there was a, t- a round table covered in coins. This is in a place where nobody's got any money. He said the men were immaculately dressed. Absolutely everything was perfect. Caps slouched down over their eyes, razor blades. And they were all drinking whiskey and beer out of jam jars, <laughs> which is great. You know They wouldn't spend that money on buying glasses. Yeah. You know. And yeah. That, that image just really struck me. And for, the, for my mum and dad, there was a mythology about those people. Then, when they told me, when I was a kid, I'd, there's a double mythology. Because I used to go down there for the blues matches, and they'd point places out because of the pubs that they used to drink in. And for me, it was like, oh wow, and, you know, the, the hen and chickens, said my granddad used to go there, the garrison, other granddad used to play the piano for free beer. So, everything for, for me there had a, had a memory. Um, and my dad was a blacksmith, his shoe horses with a mobile forge. He worked in car factories for a long time. He was a blacksmith, then he worked in car factories, and then he started shoeing, like at riding stables and things. But a lot of his customers um, were gypsies and, and scrap metal dealers, because they used to keep horses. Awesome. And I, I, it, we used to get up in the morning, me and my brothers, and my dad would say, do you want to go to school, or do you want to come with us? i go, like, will go with you. So we go off in the van and, you know, get to these metal doors. The doors there's one in Neachels, and it was Charlie Strong's yard, the real... Charlie Strong. Really? Yeah, yeah, and it was in neutrals. And the doors would open and you'd pull in through it with a van and all the horses are waiting. But it was like entering a different world. It was like an Aladdin's cave and half of it was nicked, you know, and, and there's all sorts of stuff there. And it was magical to me as a kid. And that was a last glimpse of that world You know of that world of the 20s and 30s that still sort of survived
1: i'm sort of staggered that i never had any idea that you had this closer relationship.
2: oh yeah yeah i mean that's where it came from and i've wanted to do this since i started writing but i presented it i remember about 20 years ago to channel four um and it was before i had any you know credits or anything and they nearly went for it, but they didn't. But I'm glad they didn't. But no, it's, it's sort of been... I, the story's always been with me of, of this family. It,
1: the, the, you've got to preempt me I wanted to ask. Because you, you, it seems to me that you've, you've paid so much attention to that Brummie kind of, kind of folklore. I wanted to ask, is there any... Have you got, like, a favourite kind of folk story, a favourite a, a, a sort of, um, part of Brummie folklore you've kind of come across?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's lots of bits and snippets that... You hear him, and I really believe, if you want the truth, speak to your relatives, don't look at history books, because I think history books take facts and try and put them into a neat order. They try and find a pattern and then make everything fit it, and anything that doesn't fit, they forget it, you know. Um, but there's there's things about life in them days that I, I can just see it, you know, there's, there was a pub, and I think it was The Chain, where mum said only women went, Men were, if, you, if a bloke went in, they'd beat the... <laughs> Honestly, and my mum said, as a kid, she'd see them. They'd be t- taking snuff, all had their heads, uh, the things on, you know, because they all worked making chains or working in, in factories and stuff. So the women were hard as nails, you know. And this idea that it was a patriarchal society, the women were not to be messed with, and that's why I wanted Polly to be a bit like that. You know. Surely that'll make it
1: into the show, because that's so crazy. yeah, you, I, you've built these male yeah, characters, yeah, yeah. it's great. To send well, and yeah, up and-
2: it's getting everything, and you know, the the, the toughness of the people, and how tough. And my great uncle, who was curly, who I've put into the thing, was a bare knuckle boxer. And it's things like, they'd have a fight, the bare knuckle fight, and they'd bet on it. And then the loser would be pushed into the canal with his hands tied, and had to swim to the lock. The loser, the loser, he's already been beaten to hell. It's a tough day. I mean, they were tough, tough people, that's the thing. And I, I, one of my uncles, who's still alive, 94, I've asked him about him. I said, what were the people like? He said, the men were horrible, hard as nails. Yeah. Anyway, it's getting that into the spirit of the thing.
1: And and, I mean, how else are you going to be a Blues fan unless you can deal with stuff like that? Exactly,
2: disappointment.
0: (laughs) Okay, so that's all from us this week. Interesting, but not surprising, I suppose. The hear Blues will feature in the upcoming episodes of Peaker Blinders. We'll have to keep an eye out for that. Well, that's it from us. Let us know what you think over on our cast, good or bad. Like and subscribe to listen to other episodes. We spoke to Gary Monk, Paul Robinson and Trevor Francis in the past, and I a few. So we'll see you next week. Keep right on.